0: Welcome to My Bible Study, a verse-by-verse devotional study through the Bible with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. In this unique series, Pastor Bob takes you through the Bible just a few verses at a time. No preaching, just a simple Bible reading with examples and explanations of the meaning behind the scriptures. My Bible Study will take you from Genesis chapter 1 all the way through the book of Revelation. Now, here is Pastor Bob Thibodeau.
1: Hello everyone everywhere, Is Pastor Robert Thibodeau Welcome to My Bible Study Glory to God, it's so good to be back with you again As we are going verse by verse through the Bible Hallelujah This is just a, a great time to, to be alive To serve the Lord Jesus Christ To study His Word You know, at the time of this recording You got this virus, pandemic going on The coronavirus And for the past couple of weeks We have Uh, Focused on that, but it's time to get back into the Word of God. You know, the Word. Jesus is the Word, right? He He's God. He's the Word. The Word that became flesh. And every word in the Bible is talking about Jesus. I don't care what period or dash or dot or tittle. Jesus is right there the whole time. So we need Jesus in this day and time. The world needs Jesus in this day and time, and the Word is Jesus. So let's get into the Word. Hallelujah. Let's study the Word verse by verse. Now, before we get started, let's go to the Lord with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before your throne of grace and mercy this day, thanking you, praising you for all that you've done for us because you loved us so much. You gave Jesus to be the sin sacrifice for whosoever should believe in the world. Lord, you have blessed this world, even in this virus, giving the world a time out, if you could call it that, to stop and ponder what is most important in our life. And that is our relationship with you and our relationship with you through Jesus and our relationship with our family. Everything else is secondary. And Lord, we thank you that in this day and in this hour, the timeout you gave the entire planet Earth, shutting down economies, shutting down governments, keeping people at home at this time, More people have come into the body of Christ than at any point in human history. And we give you praise for what the devil meant for harm, you turned to good. Praise God. Now, Lord, as we go on with this Bible study this day, we pray that your presence is here with us. You lead, guide, and direct the discussion. And, Lord, we just give you praise and honor and glory for all that you do. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen and amen. Glory to God. Shout amen somebody somewhere. Hallelujah. Join me in our profession of faith, commonly referred to as the Apostles' Creed. I like calling this my the, the way to lay the solid foundation upon the Bible study we're going to be building today. It's so important that you hear what's being said out of your own mouth, your own two ears, hearing your voice. Hallelujah. For faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Amen. <clears throat> Join me in this profession of faith. Just repeat these words out loud with me as we go through them. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and of earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified dead and buried. He descended into hell. Oh, but the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended up into heaven and is seated right now at the right hand of God the Father Almighty from where he shall return soon to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe the church is the body of Christ. I believe in the communion of saints. I believe in the forgiveness of sins. I believe in the resurrection of the body. And I believe in life everlasting. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And amen. Glory to God. Hello to everybody out there in Facebook land. If you're joining us live right now by video or if you're watching this on a recorded video, we just thank you for taking the time to join us on my Bible study. As we are going verse by verse through the Bible. We don't know how long this will take. Hallelujah. We're in uh, about the fourth month of doing this now and we are just going to be concluding. If everything goes according to schedule. We'll conclude with chapter 12 today, okay? It was taking us three weeks just to get through chapter 12, but it's been a great study. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn to Genesis chapter 12. We're going to be starting in verse number 6. And, and this is where God's call is a call to bold worship. You know, you... This is not the day and time In which we live right now This is not the day and time To be timid in your worship This is the day where we need to Let the world know where our faith stands Some of my friends Oh glory to God They are defying government orders Not to hold church services They've sued their state governments Oh Lord We just thank you that you empower them To take a stand for your word Some people say Well in this virus and you know they're gonna put people at risk. Glory to God, where's your faith at? You know Number one, if they shut down the news service, if they told television stations, you can't you know go out and have reporters on the street, you can't be on TV right now. there would be lawsuits out the yin yang going all the way to the Supreme Court about you know they're our First Amendment right. Freedom of the press. Well, that same right that the freedom of the press enjoys, the First Amendment, also covers freedom of religion, freedom of assembly, right to free speech. And they're shutting all of that down. You no longer have the right to assemble. You no longer have the right to worship God the way you want to in church. You know, if you told your if the government came in and said, I don't care if you are a family, every person in your family must stay inside their own separate bedroom and you are never to come together into the kitchen and eat dinner. You can't do it together. Well, would you like that? That's what is happening in church. Churches come together as a family. They're united together as a family. They come together and support one another as a church family. And the government has said, you can't do that. That's revoking your First Amendment rights. I know there'll be a lot of comments on that. Go go ahead. Glory to God. Write your comments. Be a fool. But I'm telling you right now, this word works when it is used. This word right here supersedes government authority. This word right here supersedes human authority. This word right here is life to those who find it, life to those who stand on it, life to those who will put it to work. Amen. Now, thank you, Jesus. That was not in the notes. You got that free of charge, folks. God's call is a call to bold worship. I guess uh, that's where that came from. (laughs) Hallelujah. Let's jump into the, the word of God, beginning in chapter 12, verse 6. Genesis 12, verse 6. Abraham traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree at Moriah, at Shechem. Now, at that time, the Canaanites were in the land. And the Lord, Jehovah, Yahweh, appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring... Your descendants, your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, I will give this land. He had no kids, right? But he believed God. So he built an altar there to the Lord, who had appeared to him. And from there he went on towards the hills east of Bethel. He pitched his tent there, with Bethel on the west and the town of Ai on the east and he built an altar there to the Lord Jehovah and called on the name of the Lord Jehovah. Then Abram set out and continued on towards the Negev. All right? Now, through our study the biblical story of Abraham's life which we've been studying, we commonly see him building altars. Think about this. Everywhere he goes, he builds an altar. What can we learn about God through all in his calling on our life through all this? Well, as I said when we started, our, uh, this aspect is that we are called to worship God. Throughout Abraham's life, we commonly see him building altars. When Abraham gets to Shechem, to the land of Canaan, the Lord appears to him. right, And he builds an altar to God. Verse 7. He built an altar to God. After moving again... He builds another altar in the hills between Bethel and the town of Ai, verse 8. The altar symbolized his worship to God. When Abram began to follow God, he became a worshiper of God. It looks like he was unashamed to show everyone in the area who his God was and how much he believed his God would take care of him and protect him. I mean, think about it. If you went into Iran and decided that you were going to build a church to the Most High God and serve Jesus Christ right there and preach the gospel right there in that church in the middle of Tehran? What do you think would happen? Right. This is basically what Abraham or Abram is doing. He's going into the midst of the Canaanite land and he's building an altar to Jehovah Yahweh, his God. And he doesn't care what they think about it. Praise God. That's faith. right? So it appears not only is Abram a worshiper, he's a bold worshiper. You don't see that in the United States very much today. There was a time when pastors would take a stand for the word of God. There was a time in this country when pastors would would take a stand in the face of sin and call out politicians and call out uh, people that, that were trying to promote immorality, it's not like that anymore. It's a politically correct religious experience we have now. It's not nice to step on toes. It's a seeker-sensitive politically correct society right now. It is better for them just to see the love. Oh, we want the love and we don't want to offend anyone, but we'll take the crosses down from the churches so as not to offend anyone. And we'll 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 put on, you know, people are used to going to the movie theaters and the and the shows where it's dark except for the lights on the stage. So, we'll dim the lights and and have a little theatrical production for them. Let me take a drink of coffee before I say something I shouldn't. Blessed be the name of the Most High God. Amen. When it says Abram traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree Mori, this is trying to get our attention here. These are not just haphazard words. God has a purpose in saying this. So what is the purpose? Why why identify the plain of Moriah and that the Canaanites were in the land? The title Moriah means teaching. This was the great tree of teaching. Most likely, this was a Canaanite shrine where people gathered together to worship some deity and also listen to the deity's teachers. You know, Chuck Swindoll talked about this in one of his books and said that the historical records indicate that the Canaanites had shrines and groves of oak trees. Moriah may have been one of the largest oak trees and it would have been a cult center at that point in time. Worshippers of fertility gods believe the larger the tree is, the more evidence of the reproductive power associated with that tree and around that area. So they thought someone could be more fertile by coming there to worship. So that you have to focus on these words. They're, they're in the Bible for a reason. So that's the purpose of this whole Bible study, to identify verse by verse, what is it God's saying to us? right? So we have to understand this should jump out at us. Because Abram builds an altar to God right by one of the greatest shrines of the Canaanite people. He was not timid about it. He was not a quiet worshiper. I don't want to offend anyone. It's my faith. It can be my private faith. No. Abraham built an altar, and they're like, what are you doing? I'm building an altar, my God. Why? Because I worship the Most High God, not one of your gods, not one of your many gods. I worship the Most High, the Almighty God. Ho, ho ho Praise God! Imagine saying that on the floor of Congress today.. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. You'd be shouted down by all those liberals who don't believe in God, or if they say they believe in God, they don't believe in the most High God. Or if they say they do, they sure don't want to say that because that would offend their base, right? Uh, don't shut me down when I'm preaching good. That was a good place for some of the Christians out there to say amen today. Now, Abram was a bold worshiper. No doubt about it, right? And the Canaanites were probably saying, who's this Abram guy? And who's his God? Because Abram was a bold worshiper. And this has to be true for us today, folks. We have to be bold in our faith. This is not a time for timid viewing of our faith. The call of God is a call to worship. Jesus said, whosoever shall deny me in front of men, him also I'll deny before my Father in heaven. Ooh. Ooh. Suddenly, pastors, I want you to start second-guessing your uh, stand of public faith in the face of politicians. You know, we cannot worship God in secret. Like Abram, we must proclaim him, and we must proclaim him everywhere we go and all that we do. That's the very reason God created man in the first place. We were created to worship God and enjoy him forever. This purpose has been corrupted. It was corrupted there in the fall. But in salvation, man once again was restored to this great privilege of being a worshiper on an intimate basis with the creator of the universe. Hallelujah. You know, Peter in, in uh, 1 Peter 2.9 says, But you, you, and I'm pointing at you in the camera right now, I'm saying you to the microphone right now, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Hello, America. a people who belongs to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. God chose us out of the entire world, I'm talking about Christians, to declare his praises. In fact, something that distinguishes the whole world is the fact they do not worship God, at least not the true God, not the one God, not the Almighty God, not the one true God, not Jehovah God, not Yahweh. They worship themselves or others or other things, or other demonic powers like, you know, Muhammad and, and Islam and, and, and deities and agnostics and Wiccans. They worship things and people, they don't worship the Almighty. God. Abraham or Abram was in a world full of idols and idolaters that worshiped the idols. But as part of his call, he boldly worshiped the true and living God. That should be our daily practice as well. You know, we can build altars wherever we go, and I'm not talking about you piling up a thing around. We are the temple of God. The Holy Spirit dwells in the believers. We are now the walking temples of God. Before, he had the permanent temple. Before that, they had the, the tabernacle. Right Before that, Abram had to build an altar everywhere he went. And that's where he would worship God at. Then, the tabernacle. And they could pack that up and move it as they went. Then, in Jerusalem, they built the temple. But well, Jesus now calls us... The temple of God. Hallelujah. So everywhere we go, we should be worshiping God. We can worship at work. We can worship at school. We can worship at dinner. We can worship out on the baseball field or out on the lake in a boat, whatever we do, out on a golf course. You can still worship God wherever you're at. Everything we do, we should be worshiping God. Paul said, wherever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Hallelujah. That was in 1 Corinthians 10. Everything, everything can be worship as we offer it to the Lord in prayer. That doesn't mean, you know, you got to be walking through the grocery aisle saying, Ah, praise God for all these canned goods. I tell you what, God is so good around here. People are going to look at you a little funny for that, right? You can still say, God, there are countries in the world, they don't have all of this on the grocery shelves. And I just praise you for your blessing in my life and in this nation right now. You can worship God like that. It's a prayer of thanksgiving like that. And if someone says, man, you know, they don't have any green beans. I wanted green beans. say, Well, praise God, they got canned beans over there. Praise God, they got food here for you. You're not going to go hungry if you go to the grocery store. May run out of toilet paper, but you're not going to go hungry. Amen. But there are countries in the world where they will stand in line for three, four, five, eight, ten hours just to find out sorry, we just ran out. Try again tomorrow. You know, remember the bread lines in Russia. Down in Venezuela, those things are happening right now. I know pastors that are down there right now. And that's what their daily life is. They get up and they figure out where the food is, is going to be distributed at that day. And they go stand in line hoping they can get enough at least to bring home to share with their kids and their wife and their family and all that. It's not like that in the United States despite the shutdown. Right? Everything we do. We can offer it to the Lord in prayer as we work at it just with our heart and seek to honor the Lord through it. Just like Abraham, you know, we should build altars everywhere we go so others can see Jesus, can see the Lord our God through us. He worshipped us, he Abram worshiped in plain sight, right there in the face of opposition, right among the pagans. Oh, praise God. That's what we should be doing today. There's pagans in this society. There's pagans in this land. There's pagans in the government of the United States. There's pagans in Congress. There's pagans in, in state governments. There's pagans in city governments. There's pagans next door to you. You need to be worshiping God right there next to the pagans and let them say, Who is his God? He's so bold. Because you should have the confidence knowing that God can protect you from the pagans that surround you. Ah, don't shut me down when I'm preaching good. Glory to God. Sadly today, many Christians only worship at church or at home, in the privacy, or in a group setting with other fellow believers. We should make every place we go, every step we take, should be a place of worship. That's why God told Abram, everywhere your foot goes, I'm giving you the land. Why can't we walk in the same power and authority of that promise? Everywhere you go, God says, I'll give you that land. And if it's your land, let's build an altar every single step we take, just like Abram did. Jesus said in the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Hallelujah.
0: Thank you for joining Pastor Bob as he leads you verse by verse through the Bible in this series called My Bible Study. We pray this study will bring you closer to God and reveal His Word and His will for you through the Scriptures. We would consider it an honor and a blessing if you would support this outreach with your financial offerings. We have partnered with Patreon to offer you unique gifts and benefits for various levels of giving. Please visit our page on Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash my Bible study podcast, all one word. That link again is patreon.com forward slash my Bible study podcast, all one word. Until next time. Be blessed in all that you do.